Well, hello there, and uh, welcome back uh, after a little bit of a brief uh, break while I collected myself and my mental health, as you know, I talk about it a lot, uh, back with a new episode. Uh, so welcome, if you're new here, to the Life in Red podcast. We're lifeinredpodcast.com, Life in Red podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and Life in Red pod on Twitter. And my guest today um, comes from our good friend, Peter, uh, Peter Beats, as you may know him from Popternative, who, really cool, uh, has, a, as you know, has a very successful show, a very successful podcast and YouTube channel. And he's recently released um, his very first kind of piece of like exclusive content to the YouTube channel. So I, I talked with... Um, the, the star, the writer, the director, uh, producer, actually I don't think director, but producer and writer for sure and lead actress. Uh, and we talk about the show, we talk about her writing process, getting into acting, a little bit about uh, the character and and uh, some mutual connections we have um, and finding out that she's not a hockey fan, but that's okay. Uh, you can find her on Instagram. Uh, you can watch the show on YouTube under Pop. Alternative. It's called Crossroads. So please give it up for my guest, Erica Deutschman. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. It's been a while since I've done an inter- entertainment interview. I'm used to covering such heavy subjects, so I'm glad to be on something oh, a little bit yay. lighter. Um, so, Erica, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Uh, before I get into your new show and everything, um, you grew up in Montreal, and I don't know if you're a hockey fan, but wondering, you know, what are you thinking of these Canadians? <laughs> I don't know what to think. Uh, I don't know. Are they still in it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there, we have our answer. Um, yes, they are still in. They're and, still uh, in it. Are, like, where the are, they? How are they? Final four. That's the best we've done in years, I think. <laughs> exactly. Right? Okay. Right? <laughs> you got it. So I guess you have our answer there, but I uh, wanted to see if you're a hockey fan. So um, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> you have a, a a new show out, uh, which yeah. is cool, and it's with uh, our mutual contact PD Beats, uh, Pop Turnative, which is pretty cool. So, why don't you tell me a little bit about what this show is about, and and maybe a little bit like the process of how it came to be, because it's a little bit different than what I've seen sure. before. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it was a multi-step process. Um, we well, the show is about. A girl named Erica Rhodes, she's an actress who struggles, um, but she thinks she's the shit and like she has her dad hire a camera crew. So it's kind of like a mockumentary um, about her um, and her, her everyday struggles while she's like pretending that it's like she's really successful. Um, and my friend Jesse Camacho and I wrote it together. Um, he's hilarious and talented. And we just kind of loved running with the character and like writing the most ridiculous things. Like we, we love The Office and we love like that unaware Michael Scott kind of thing. Like, like completely oblivious to like how people really act. <laughs> and um, 
And then, you know, we wrote it and we shot it and we didn't really know what to do with it. And then Peter, uh, PD Beats, came to us because we went to college with him way back in the day. And he was like, um, I've got this. I want to launch like a, you know, scripted content section of my um, of Poptrinative. So do you guys have anything? And we're like, we do. So this is how it all kind of came to be. And here we are. <laughs> That's that's fun, and I actually had a chance to chat with uh, Jesse last year. So, um, for those so you know Jesse, <laughs> yeah. So we had a, a good chat, and knowing Peter from here in Ottawa, so that's interesting. I didn't even realize that Jesse went to college. So you had this all this. Yeah, he dropped going. out like a few weeks in because he booked a TV show, but you know <laughs> we won't hold that against him. <laughs> so one thing I found interesting. So the the, the first episode's out as we're recording this, um, and. What I what I found, and I, I I don't know if maybe I misread it, but there was this this moment where I'm kind of thinking, oh, it's like kind of like this spoiled rich kid, like haha, laughing. But she has this like moment. I don't I don't want to like give too much away, but people to watch it. But like this moment of reflection when she's talking about her friend Holly, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like this deeper moment. I mean, excuse me, share with what you can as it the series progresses. But you know. Is that what you're kind of going with where, it, you know, it's going to be funny, but like this sort of this also this maybe more intricate character that we're going to discover along the way? That's a really good question, because that's definitely what our intention is, because, you know, we don't want to we don't want her to be so unlikable and so much of a caricature that it's like like it gets to a point where you, you're like, OK, I got it. I see this. I, you've done the shtick. Um but where like, you know, the, the fronting kind of comes from a place of insecurity and um, like deep, 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 deep down, she knows that. Um, so, and it's all just a front, um, like fake it till you make it mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but for sure. And like in the rest of the episodes, there are definitely moments where you're like, oh my God, she's like the worst. And then at the end, you're like, oh, it just comes from a place of <laughs> horrible, like, like self-doubt or, you know, um, lack. So, so yeah, very astute observation because it's definitely like a theme <laughs> we've ran with. Um, yeah, I, I just found, I found that so like interesting because like the, the whole time I'm like kind of watching, I'm like just thinking, I'm thinking social media and like, oh, the person who's like the influencer and like, you're right, putting up this whole front this whole facade of of what they're trying to be but really deep down it's like this person who might be struggling mentally and it it just brought this really real moment wow yeah that's like such a deeper understanding than I've heard so thank you for noticing that (laughs) that's great um I I know you kind of mentioned you guys just had fun with it you know you friend like watching the office and these these funny characters what is some of the other inspirations behind this, you know, does it, I, I don't want to say like, is this your life, but you know, <laughs> um, what sort of things like did you use and, and pull from to, to kind of make up this character? Um, good question. I mean, you know, it's funny, like back on your last question, it's kind of, you know, when it comes back to like the whole office, Michael Scott thing, where like a lot of his stuff comes from like a place of insecurity yeah. and, um, it's yeah, and it comes off as this like total lack of awareness. 
Um, which, you know, in reality is so funny. Like, you know, when you encounter those kinds of people in your real life, you can't help but kind of mock them in, a, in as kind a way as possible. But, you know, like it's this obliviousness where you're like, are you kidding me? Um, which, you know, I think we all kind of know someone like that in one way or another um, to some extent. And, you know, when you're in it, you're like, oh my God, this person is delusional. But then you look back and you're like, that was really funny. You're like, that was like ridiculous, you know? Um, so definitely like, that's kind of a source of inspiration um and there's you know we we do think about it a lot we do we, we write it all out but then there's a lot like a lot of improv that comes out while we're doing it mm -hmm. so it's like you know we've got a plan we've got an idea but we also run with whatever we're feeling when, when it's actually being made so um and then we just see what works um when it comes to editing so um otherwise inspiration wise um I would say like the comeback, I, I like the Lisa Kudrow show on HBO because it's kind of like a similar vibe. I watched that one. Interesting. She's like she comes back, like she's like she was like a big deal when she was young, and then she comes back and she's mm. like this older sort of like passe star who's like making her big return to the industry. Um, and like you know, there's a lot of ego involved. Um, so yeah, definitely something like that. And it's also a mockumentary, so like if you're looking to compare it to something, definitely that. Right. Very funny. Makes me think of like, <laughs> I'm thinking of Dickie Roberts when you kind of mentioned that, like that old show, movie with uh, David Spade. Yeah, child exactly. Star, exactly. Like make his career. Yeah, exactly. How, like, we, was this filmed over the pandemic? Is this something that you had already kind of like in your back pocket before, you know, the world turned to what it is? Yes, we shot the first episode before the pandemic. We actually mm -hmm. shot it a few years before the pandemic. So when we were pro like doing some promo stuff, we were like, I, I did it as the character. And I was like, yeah, like we shot the pilot and then like the pandemic, we shot the pilot in uh, 2017 and, and then the pandemic hit and it just threw a wrench in all of our plans. <laughs> it's like, you do the math. <laughs> It's actually three years before the pandemic hit, but whatever. We won't ask any questions. Um, so yeah, we actually had it, and we we didn't we just didn't know what to do with it because we we didn't really have like a platform. So we're very grateful to Peter for letting us use Popternative to like, get it out there, the masses. Yeah, that's what I I had this conversation with a gentleman whose name is Bobby Del Rio, and it because. I, my, my day job is in radio. Um, I'm not on air. I do stuff behind the scenes, but I work for a very large company um, that has like W Network, HGTV, like, you know, all the Hallmark, all those sorts of channels that I know like you've worked with looking yeah. when I was doing the research, but I didn't realize the process of conceptualization, writing, filming, like I didn't realize it took so long so and that long. you could you yeah. could like record it you could yeah. have it all ready to go and it still might not make it for another few years like to me that oh, like, yeah. was just I'm so used to Hollywood right it's like you hear the film boop, 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 and go no it, you know it's sometimes <laughs> yeah if you don't have a buyer or you don't have the, the network or you know any of that stuff or like they just you know the network decides that year they're like we don't like this <laughs> then, then yeah it could get shelved and um, you know, you're just lucky if eventually it, it sees the light of day. <laughs> so, so I'm glad, I'm glad that happened for us. <laughs> uh, I'm curious. So 
I mean, all I have to go off of is your IMDb. So please forgive me if I'm wrong. But like this, this seems to be like the first time you were accredited with writing and producing. Now, I've watched the interviews, like why you got into acting and everything. So I'm going to skip that question. But writing and producing, is this something that like you, you also wanted to get yourself into? And then like, is that something you see a future? Is it just this one particular project that kind of came up that you really liked? Writing for sure, um, which, you know, it took a little while for me to be like, this is definitely something I'm going to jump in with um, head first. Um, but it's been great. I've been doing so much writing over the course of pandemic. I've, mm. we've, I've sold quite a few scripts at this point that are in the works. Um, so, so the writing thing is something I'm going to run with. I don't know if you believe in this stuff, but I went to a psychic a year ago, two years ago now. And she was like, you really, really focus on the writing. And I took her advice and so far so good. And I love it. I'm really, really enjoying it, especially collaborating with people that you enjoy working with is like such a gift. Um, And, and like making something you're proud of is also great. Um, Producing on the other hand, um, like that's a whole other can of worms because there's like, there's like a thousand things that you just don't even, I didn't even know what it meant. You know? <laughs> yeah. I still don't really know. I only kind of do. <laughs> yeah. I, it's like, it's like, yeah. Okay. You've got like creative control, but then there's like the paperwork and the like logistics aspect and the budget. And you're like, ah, like if that's not, if that's not how your mind works, if you're like a creative person, it's kind of like, I can't believe I have to wear this hat. Um, but, you know, it's cool to, like, spearhead your own thing. And that definitely, you know, it's good to have that experience. Um, it's, just def- it's just definitely something that I'm feeling a little bit more challenged by. Mm. Not that I'm not challenged by the writing, but, like, I, writing I love everything about. Whereas <laughs> producing, it's, like, good <laughs> <hit> or miss. <laughs> a little more of the outside the comfort zone. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm curious and just pick your brain a little bit on the writing aspect. Because I think when it comes to... TV and I'll use more of the sense of like network shows, right? Like people watch a show and they'll be like, Oh, that's good. That's bad, whatever. But like, I don't think people understand the depth of what it takes to maybe go into writing, um, writing a show specifically like a script. So like when you're putting that together, putting to, to shop around or to do your own project, like what sorts of things are going through, your mind when you're like picking a story that you want to tell or, and how you're interacting with everything? Well, the first thing is that it has to be something that you will back and feel passionate about and stand behind like more than a hundred percent. Like, you know, if someone questions you or asks you any questions, say whether it be in a pitch or any other time, like you have to know it backwards and forwards and like, just like speak with, from such a place of like love because like this is your baby and this is like your story. So you better be worth it, you know? Um, and I, I mean, I don't think, I mean, I've, I can't imagine like a writer coming into a pitch meeting and not being like over the moon about their idea, you know, like you've made it this far. Um, so, so that's definitely like the first thing to consider is like, is this the story you want to tell? Um, there could be many stories you want to tell, but it definitely, you know, you have to feel very passionate about it. 
Um, and then of course, you know, I think that this kind of comes down to like the producing side of things again, but it's like, when you're pitching stuff, it's like you have to consider a lot of other aspects, not just the creative side. So those are questions that are gonna be thrown at you as well. And you know, if you hate doing budgets and you hate, you know, like demographic stuff or like what ha have you, it's, it's still something that you have to like be prepared to answer and consider when you're putting it all together. Right. Um, so, so it all, all leads back to there. <laughs> Always about the money. Yeah. So if you want to, you're like, oh, I want to do like a fan fiction mockumentary of like Lord of the Rings. Uh, and then the budget goes, mm, well, I don't know if we can afford to go to New Zealand. You're like, mm, okay, maybe I won't write that script. Yeah, right. And you're like, well, dead in my tracks, stopped right before it, cut off at the knees, <laughs> you know, like, go no further. But, you know, you'll find it if you're, if you're like, this is it, this is my dream, like you'll find a way. Right. That's, that's what I think, at least. <laughs> Interesting. Um, how has the pandemic been for you? I, I know you mentioned you were starting to write, but and like, like I kind of mentioned, it's been a while since I've talked entertainment. And the last time I kind of was talking with people, uh, I mentioned Jesse, Trish Renoni. Uh, we, it was kind of everything was in a stalemate, right? Because the pandemic, we weren't sure about mm. lockdowns. Yeah. So, was it all writing? Like, what were some of the things you were able to maybe learn or, or grow in or pursue that you might not have been able to before? Um, yeah, well, it, you know, it, I think we all went through a journey. Um, I think that like what, what I can say I learned just from a life standpoint is that I just, you have to somehow find comfort in not knowing what's gonna happen, which is like the hardest thing ever. But then I go like, you're an actor, you're in the entertainment industry. You literally don't know what's gonna happen ever. You can't make any plans. So I don't really know why it was so hard for me to grapple with, but anyway, um, <laughs> it was. Um, but then once, you know, you settle into knowing that like, okay, things are at a standstill and you know, this is what it is for now. Yeah, I was like, it was just kind of like, okay, what are you going to do? And, um, you know, my writing partner and I really, really just like, just put our foot down and we just wrote and wrote and wrote. And it was such a great creative outlet. And it was just like, it felt like we were really doing something productive with our time. And so, I mean, it was great. It was great. Um, and so I came out the other end of it, like, feeling like I'd still accomplish something, even though there was so many unknowns and um, the industry kind of slowed down for a bit. Um, and we were even, we were even able to shoot another episode of Crossroads. So mm. um, we were lucky enough to get to do that. Um, and, you know, hopefully the rest of the episodes will be a little less restricted because, you know, the world's opening up. Um, but it was, it was good that we were able to, you know, get that done as well. So yeah, it was good. It was okay. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, despite like this like virus that threatens all of our health you know, yeah despite yeah you know that the the, the global virus that sweep, swept the world yeah other than that personally <laughs> that was a very erica rhodes answer <laughs> <laughs> uh, no it's all I, about uh, me <laughs> i completely agree that, that you know that there was this moment where we all kind of had to okay this is happening what are we going to do um, yeah and some people were able to find that better than others. You found it in writing. I found it in podcasting and a whole bunch of other different stuff. So, I mean, being resilient and adaptable is good. And I, I think in your case, I mean, that's pretty much your whole life. 
Yeah, right. I, yeah, if anything, it'll uh, make me roll with the punches a little easier. <laughs> so I'm curious, um, Erica Rhodes is a, a rapper. Um, now, the rapping hasn't been debuted yet. Can you rap? Um, yeah, that was totally something that we drew on from my own life. Like anytime, like I even drink a little, it's like, I can, I can rap. I can rap. <laughs> I haven't been drinking, so I'm not going to rap for you. <laughs> That's but, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's something that I, that I enjoy doing. I think that we'll eventually, without giving too much away, we definitely wanted to make a music video at some point that we can use for the show. So, Well, I see the, the Instagram <laughs> account there that's been created. So uh, definitely... The TikTok, or are we on TikTok yet for Erica Rhodes? No, I'm so resistant. I need to be better. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's your go-to, like, what's your go-to track? Usually everyone has that one where they're like, oh, "Oh that's a good question. No, it's all original beats. All original. Yeah, I'm more of a freestyler, actually. So um, it's, it's not, none that, no, it's all original content. (laughs) Oh, see, yeah, now you got to get on TikTok. Like, you'll go viral. Like, that's, that's right up your alley. (laughs) Yeah, again, I, it might develop a drinking problem, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. (laughs) <laughs> uh looking back in uh some of your uh your other work that you you've uh done before this project uh i noticed a theme especially a little bit before the pandemic of christmas movies yeah um are you a fan of christmas and what were some of those experiences like because i know hallmark i mean any woman i've ever dated absolutely loves hallmark christmas movies like that has just become gen z and millennial like war like that is just yeah they've now. exploded um it's so funny that's yeah that's kind of like um i've been writing a lot of christmas movies oh. i love christmas um the experiences doing them were great i don't know how to say this without like i without sounding i'll just say it it's it's like so cool to go to work and like know that you're just doing like a joyful um like happy thing that's just you know like no one no one's going to um react negatively it's just like a happy we know what's gonna happen it's predictable and like I don't know it makes for a really pleasant work experience um like sure sometimes the weather is really unforgiving and you know shooting in Ottawa in February is not the easiest Um, that's where I live so I 100% (laughs) know what you're saying um, you know, like I, like I was watching the one, one of the ones I did and, you know, I'm like, oh my God, can you tell I'm wearing two pairs of long johns under my jeans? Like I look terrible, but you know, it's, it's just it's such a fun experience. Everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone knows what we're making. And it's like, I just don't know how to, I'm just so grateful that we get to put something out there. That's just like pure joy you know because right. um, we no need controversy that. no, no controversy. Like it's just... yeah yeah it's oh, just easy watching yeah yeah and I think uh, and I mean I don't know your thoughts on broader political socioeconomic thoughts but I think there's a lot of people need that sometimes right they're like the world is a lot and even before this last year with the pandemic just with social yeah. media and, and everything that yeah. we kind of as Bo Burnham put it, 
a little bit of everything all of the time. You know, it just it's like kind of like that release to forget for a while. Yeah, that's definitely what they're they're there for. And um, when as long as you acknowledge that, like it's it's just it's great. Like I just it's such a pleasant experience. And um, I think that's what we've concluded. You know, it's escapism, and um, no matter what is happening in the world, sometimes it's nice to just be like, oh, it's all gonna be okay. <laughs> Especially around Christmas time. Especially yeah. around Christmas time. <laughs> I, I know, I mean, with with any actor, sometimes like a job is a job, but is there a, like a, a a genre of of TV or film that you maybe prefer a little bit over the other? Like whether it's like a, a hardcore thriller drama or it's that lovely Christmas movie or it's, you know, this comedy style. Like, is there somewhere, I mean from our our chat so far you're very like light bubbly person making jokes all the time like but i don't want to insinuate anything is there somewhere you like to lean a little bit more this especially is all an act <laughs> no um i'm i'm also writing a thriller which i find myself enjoying thoroughly but you know what i think comedy is like my first love um my first and true love um, I think that's why we, you know, that's why I was really into this project because like we get to make it ourselves and this is what we want to present to the world is ours. Um, not that I, and you know, even with, even with like the Christmas movies, even with the thrillers, like it's nice to have that, like the, that, the, the light side, the funny side to it too. Um, cause you know, sometimes it's not necessarily in the writing but you can still give your character like a little flair a little spin like a little comedic angle so so yeah I would definitely have to say comedy first and foremost Mm. well I I don't want like I know you're writing it and working on it like but where does your mind go when it goes to thriller I'm a huge like I love serial killer drama like catch that type of stuff right like you don't have to give away the script, but like when it, when we were talking about thriller, like psychological, like horror movies. Yeah, like... that's totally it. Um, more like, you know, like there's always a crazy person who's like infiltrating someone's life and trying to destroy them. Um, mm. You know, there's like, that's usually the theme. Um, but I mean, who doesn't love a good horror slasher? But I'm not writing one of those. Um, but I do love that. I would love to do one. Um and, you know, you just go where the opportunities take you, but I would absolutely love that. Um, and I mean, psychological thrillers are so awesome because I've, I'm like, how did you think of that? How did you even? <laughs> yeah, those twists. So I have a great appreciation for a good twist. Um, so, so yeah, twists, murder, sex, betrayal, you know, all those things, try and fit it into one. You've got a perfect thriller. <laughs> mm, absolutely. Um, curious about, you know, what's, what's coming up next, uh, world's opening up a little bit more. Um, you're, you're somewhere else than where I thought you were. Uh, <laughs> yeah. are, are you back to work? Is like are things like, like when I say work, I mean like back to filming, like back sets have opened filming. up again and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's back. It's the like industry's back. It's very exciting. Um, What's coming up? That's a good question. You know, I feel like if anything, the pandemic has allowed me to like try and stop planning and just like see mm. where the world takes me. Um, I, I spent some time in LA um, 
I, yeah, I'm in Vancouver now. Um, and, you know, going to keep writing, doing my thing and, um, you know, keep acting, obviously. And then we're going to definitely tr um, put out some more crossroads. So those are that the, those are the the concrete plans for the near future but honestly i don't know <laughs> yeah it's, it's, i like it's kind of just flying by the seat of the pants a little exactly. bit exactly yeah it keeps life exciting <laughs> but it, it's uh it's a good time from what like i've heard when especially when it comes to canadian tv i know the government's working on legislation for like canadian content and that like places like netflix and those big companies have to like produce more i know um, you know, personally, like in, in TV and stuff, like our company's making investments. I know, especially for like indigenous, like there's investments there. Like it's an exciting time right now for Canadian TV. And I know in the past, like when someone mentioned, oh, it's a Canadian show, everyone's like, oh, like, wah, yeah. Wah. But like now it's like, oh no, like it, like that's, it's exciting. Well, you know, I think we owe Shits Creek a lot. Um, right. I think that, you know, that was a huge turning point for Canada. Um, I, yeah, I, it's like a globally recognized show. And then you're like, oh, great, it's Canadian. And like, we can make stuff like that too. And like, we can compete. And um, I think that like that, that was a huge moment of realization for the industry. So, I mean, I hopefully that it just, it just continues and, um, you know, with the government trying to uh, stimulate that, like, that's also great. You know, it's really good to know that there's like efforts being made um, to, to push that forward. Yeah, we have so much great talent. It's just a matter of getting it's the our support. time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's all about the support and like the visibility and the recognition. And, you know, it's like, as much as it sucks to have to depend on other places to tell us we're great. <laughs> the states namely um it's 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 like great to see it happen you know yeah when is i don't know if there's a timeline because you know you're working on stuff when is like the next episode of crossroads uh kind of scheduled to be released i don't we're, even know if that's open but we're hoping within the next month or so okay perfect yeah right around the yeah. time of when we're we're chatting excellent that's perfect yeah because i don't want we don't want to let it go too long we did want to you know see how it goes and, and um roll it out slowly but we but we also don't want to go too long perfect well yeah. erica uh thank you so much for joining me uh this was really great um i know you might not use social media all the time, but uh, where can people <laughs> find you? Uh, they can't find you on TikTok yet. They cannot find coming. me on TikTok, but they can find me on Instagram. Um, they can find me, Erica Deutschman, just at Erica Deutschman. It's all one word. Or you can follow Erica Rhodes or both. Um, Erica Rhodes is Erica underscore Rhodes underscore Crossroads, um, both on Instagram. Perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely follow both. Uh, highly yes. recommend you follow Yeah, both. highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, uh, thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> you take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole.